Have you ever thought about the rights women held in 1776 when the United States first became a country? Well, there's not much to fill you in on. Women held very little freedom and rights within our own country that supposedly fought for these ideals. Well, fought for these ideals for men. This would prompt the first women's rights movement in 1848, and well, the rest is history. Today, we're going to talk about the different women's rights movements in the United States and how they're still relevant today. The beginning of the fight for women's suffrage began in the mid-1800s, led by suffragettes fighting for the right to vote. The first organized gathering was at the Seneca Falls Convention, held in Seneca Falls, New York, on July 19th or 20th, 1848. This was led by Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott, along with other notable suffragettes, all fighting for the right to vote. This kicked off the women's rights movement, however, it wasn't always so nationally based. It started off as independent movements throughout different states. But as the movement gained momentum, there was a need for a more centralized base. This is what would bring the movement to Washington, D.C. The need for a more centralized leadership would be used by the following women's rights movements and other crucial movements such as the civil rights. This is where we also saw the start of protesting and marching in the streets. This was a much more effective form of protest for many reasons but mainly it gained more attention and forced government officials to see and hear their cry for the right to vote for women. This women's movement would bring the United States to ratifying the 19th Amendment in 1920 that granted women the right to vote. The second wave of feminism, as it's called, was the next large women's rights movement throughout the 60s and 70s. It started after the civil rights movement because people wanted true equality regardless of things like race and gender. This movement is notably different from the suffragettes. However, they also held similarities, such as having a strong national base and protesting in the streets. One main difference was that women held some, not much, but some representation within the government through people like Bella Abzug and Shirley Chisholm, who once said, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. This is exactly what they did. Activists such as Gloria Steinem advocated for the passing of the Equal Rights Amendment, also known as the ERA. Although they fell short three states of the ratification process, with 35 out of the 38 states needed, they did make progress in women's rights and equality in our culture through law. Lawyers such as Ruth Bader Ginsburg created the ACLU's Women's Rights Project, which litigated cases that discriminated against people on the basis of sex. She brought six cases before the Supreme Court and won five of them, creating significant change within the law. This movement brought awareness to workplace inequality and taboo subjects such as the need to safe and accessible abortions. So, that brings us to today, 2020, in which 
many people would have thought by now we ought to have full equality between men and women. Unfortunately, that's not quite the case. Today, women on average still earn 83 cents to their male counterpart's dollar due to evident issue of the pay gap. We've also seen that only still one-third of our elected officials are women. However, we did just make monumental history by electing our first female vice president, Kamala Harris. This may sound disparaging. However, we have seen new movements arise, such as the Me Too movement, which highlighted the toxic workplace environment in the country that allowed for sexual harassment in the workplace, starting in Hollywood with Harvey Weinstein. This, however, was not the only movement. Like the suffragettes, and in the second wave of feminism, we hit the streets. In 2017, people around the country marched for the National Women's March in Washington, D.C., after Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. People were angered because Trump continually degraded women and had over 20 sexual assault and rape allegations. However, this anger led over 470,000 people to show up in Washington. Combined with the Me Too movement, in this, people have not only been held accountable for their mistreatment of women, but we have also seen women and men turn out in record numbers to vote women into office, such as our very own congressional district here in Norcross by electing Carolyn Bordeaux. Michelle Obama once wisely said, there is no limit to what we, as women, can accomplish. And I think that this quote accurately sums the entire podcast today. We've seen how women gained the right to vote in 1920. We saw in the second wave of feminism how not only did we change the United States culturally, but we made significant change in the law through people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then recently, we've seen the Me Too Act and the Women's March in Washington, D.C. and record number of women elected into office. So I leave you here today in hopes that you can see how far we've come as a country, but that you understand we still have an extensive amount of work to do.